Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arman. And I just sent in the final like sample portfolio stuff for my application to art school. Ooh. Okay. Did you hear back anything like anything from the first part? No, I just got I just got an email saying like, hi, this is an automatic automated email. Uh we've received your uh samples and application. So it's continuing to move along, but we know nothing. No, we won't know anything until mid-July, which I think is kind of evil. Well, it'll leave everyone in anticipation. <laughs> uh, I've spent so long looking at like uh, what their acceptance statistics are and how many people apply. But then, A, you never know. And B, like with with uh, Padomdom, there might be more people applying because everybody lost their job. So there might be less people applying. Mm. Who knows? But uh, now I can tell you what the things I did were, I think. I don't know. They're not a secret. They're public on the website. Okay, not I would things, love to hear. <laughs> so I actually i took some I took some help and feedback. Uh, a friend offered who works teaching art to like younger kids, but who helps them with their applications to like the regular art programs. Mm-hmm. And she got so offended on my behalf when she found out that you can't like submit any other artwork or any other things or even like application letters. It's just you're like, hi, I'm qualified, you know, based on grades and and our version of the SATs and everything. And here are my responses to your prompts. Which Because she was like, how are they going to know who you are? You make all these things. So that was kind of sweet because I was feeling the exact same thing. So the first, so you just have to send in like a PDF with a number of pictures based on it. So the first one was uh, the theme prompt thing was uh, meeting the world through pictures. So you had to create five pictures based on that could be any format, any technique. So I did this kind of corny set of images where I used lino printing, which I have Mm -hmm. now done and I'm not bleeding. And it was a lot of fun. So I did a combination of lino printing, pencil, and then digital uh, after work and art of like basically like someone who's scrolling on their phone and looks sad and you're like oh no this is going to be your average like PSA and then the next one is they are scrolling on their phone and there's just big giant uh, coronavirus the, the spiky balls outside uh-huh. the window and then you see the squares that they're actually looking at and they're all things like you know first snow or the first bumblebee and she can walk and I miss you uh, and then the last one is in like full color rainbows coming out of the phone, making them happy. Aww. So it was kind of cheesy, but I was like, because I wanted to point out that like the world, the way we're meeting it now, you know, the world is out there and in here, kind of. The world yeah. is still there. And then the second one, and this is where I, I posted that picture of the ceramic, the, the smashed up ceramics and resin poured painting thing, because yeah. the prompt was to take an ordinary object from your house and then change it somehow to change its function to like look at how it's designed and to think about design. So first I was going to take like a mug and make it into a tray, but I didn't quite like how it was coming out. And I really liked how it was coming out just half, half cast, like half casted, half poured Mm -hmm. uh, and as an art piece instead. So instead I found this like little old uh, metal pan and turn it into a kitchen clock. So I, th- I designed and 3D printed uh, a fork, a knife, and a spoon in different sizes to be the um, the pointers on mm-hmm. the on the, the clock. Thank you. That's the word. Uh, and then I painted them, and then I sort of dry brush patinaed the blades so that they would be brighter, but without becoming invisible against um, the the pan. 
So that was kind of fun. I felt really silly, but fun. Like, it's fun to really, like, be crafty in a completely new way. Sometimes prompts are good. That's awesome. And then the third one was to make, to formulate your own uh, craft item, but it has to be with the materials that are the main basis for, like, the stuff that you'll be doing in school. So either wood, metal, or textile so Mm -hmm. i made a really really fancy like project bag for crafts like for knitting or sewing or or crocheting so it's like it's it's lined it has tons of pockets it has a ribbon to pull it shut so it's just like and then i had to explain like why i chose the materials and what i did and it's funny because i kept being like it has to be so fancy it has to be so good it's like no because what you're actually showing isn't I am super artist, please notice. It's, you know, I can follow instructions. I have some imagination. I understand how materials work. It sounds like you really showed like a wide range, like a wide diversity here of of (laughs) materials and skills and abilities and formats. It's very cool. I hope so. Uh, also, with the, with the five um, five paintings or drawings or or images, uh, you had to also show like how they would be displayed. So, like, is this you know going to be in a book? Is it going to be in a wall? And I was I couldn't decide. So finally, I just um, edited them into like a bus stop poster. And I was like, these are meant to cheer people up in public spaces. So I hope they have a sense of humor when they look at my application. I think that's really cool. Wow. So that so how long overall did that take you? Um, Like I've been doing I've been working on them for a little over two weeks, but mm-hmm. then it's been a little off and on because I tried, you know, I tried some different things. I went through a couple of iterations and then I had to breathe into a bag. <laughs> I'm I'm sure like if I had just been super focused and known what I wanted right away, I'm sure I could have like done it in, you know, a weekend or four days. But I think it actually was better for me to like, you know, put things down, let them rest for a little, come back, see what I wanted to change, see what I wanted to make better. Now I'm like, what if someone listens to this and then they steal my stuff? But actually this episode won't come out until after the application time is closed. So uh, you can't I don't know anyone stuff. who would like go and do exactly the same thing. No, and that plus would your be application's really already in. And so you're <laughs> first. So all those thieving Swedish people out there. <laughs> thieving Swedes. Yes. We are a, we are a particularly larcenous nation. <laughs> Sweden is known for its larceny. (laughs) (laughs) We do have a lot of larcens. That was the worst pun ever. I I was like, is this a Swedish pun that I'm not aware of? Well, like it's last name, like Larsen or Carlson. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. I'm so glad you're not like applying to a comedy program. (laughs) Sorry, that was rude. (laughs) (laughs) But probably deserved. Uh, but it, it does also not 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 your insult or my pun, but the previous discussion does kind of tie into today's topic. I swear we don't do this on purpose. It just sometimes I force things together. No, but because uh, you wanted to talk about sort of making art versus making stuff or when something that we might think about as crafting becomes more of an artistic expression. And I'm guessing that this is born out of glass stuff. Or not, maybe? All right. I I have I have a story. I have a story. This all of my ideas are born from somewhere, as most people's ideas are. <laughs> there is someone organizing a little art show in town, and they asked me if I would be interested in being involved. So I was I was hesitant about this because as you know, there is also like a craft fair that's at the end of the summer that people like, you know, I did last year with my paintings and rock paintings and stuff, where it's just kind of like 
craft fair. Craft fair doesn't sound intimidating to me. I can be like, okay, as long as I have enough stuff, I feel okay with a craft fair. And then the the A word comes in. Yeah. Then the A word shows up and someone's like, oh, it's a small art show, you know, like have a table, about six foot table with stuff to to sell, not to show, to just to also sell. And so I was nervous about saying yes. I, I don't even know if I said yes or not. I just kind of asked a lot of questions and then left it on the table. <laughs> and uh, I just like walked away from the text until I figure out what the heck I want to do and talk to you about it because you help. So um, I mean, you you know what I'm going to say, right? I, I, just give it a sec. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you're going to say the same thing regardless of what I say, but just give me a second. So... At first, I was nervous about accepting because I'm only one person. It takes a long time to make things. And I want to make sure that I have enough stock for the craft show that's at the end of August. And I know that seems like a really far time away. But sometimes when I can only produce like, you know, a handful of pieces every three weeks, it's really not a lot of time. And, you know, I want to be able to have like a full table and not be like, hey, I'm selling these six things. Um, and also you won't know how many you'll sell at the first thing. So you don't know, like, do I make double the amount of stock that I think I need or do I make the same amount? And yeah, no, it's hard. It's hard. It really is. And also, do I sell the same things at each of them? Because one is an art fair and the other one's like a craft fair. So like the thing about when I look at the stuff that I make for stained glass I enjoy the process of like just doing stuff with my hands and having hand busy work. Some of it is very, it feels more artistic as we talked about in previous episodes recently that like this feels more like I'm creating an art piece, even though it's it's out of glass and it, it kind of does the same things. But it's also, I feel more attached. Uh, I feel more in the realm of I am making a thing. Uh, mm -hmm. which is why it's kind of easier to sell because it's not like an emotional art piece like a painting. It is more of like an object art piece. So there is the capital A art in it. And like, you know, I design the pattern and I put it together and I pick the colors and and I make sure that like my technique is really nice and my solder is like nice and beaded and I can be proud of it. But then there's also like the I'm making heart garlands, right? Like I'm making rainbow pride heart garlands and or other various different color variations of it. And that feels more like a thing that I make because it makes me happy to be making stuff, even though I I guess I designed it. I mean, again, it's a heart. It's like a couple hearts together in like different colors. I'm sure other stained glass people have done this before. And like I've said, I've been trying to avoid looking at any stained glass artist so that way I can do my own thing even if it like accidentally copies someone else i'm sure they also got their idea from someone else because there's no way to know where you know like oh who did the first stained glass flower like i don't know magellan like it's like there's no way to know um because it's such like an old old craft and old art but so i started thinking i was like i really have this idea of doing more sculptural work out of the glass and to me mm -hmm. the idea of that feels like art like making a sculpture out of glass feels more like art and more of like a thing to present at an art show as opposed to a thing that I sell at a craft fair so 
I guess my question to you and where we're going to like bring this topic into our test talking um, room. So like I, I picture the test talking room to have like a lot of plants and beads and like mm-hmm. a one of those like papas on chairs. Um, so <laughs> like where and this is where like the topic came from, the idea of making art versus making stuff and a craft. And yes, one can like you can go back and forth with these two things, but where like am i am am i panicking too much in distinguishing like this art show means i must show art and this craft show means i must show crafts i don't know i think i think i no i I totally get where you're coming from and i i mean i do think you're overthinking it but also we have a podcast about this stuff so (laughs) but i think like because because this is one of the things that we both i'm professionally obligated to overthink this (laughs) And I mean, you're also professionally obligated to do the art show, but you're not. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, you know, you the, the thing that I think we both get stuck on and a lot of people do get stuck on is, you know, like, when can I call myself an artist or these little things that I do? I mean, I would say that all the stuff that you're making is art in the sense that it is a thing that someone can buy and put in their home and it will make them happy to look at it. It will make their home prettier. So, like, even even if you think about it, like, if you make, you know, artisanal rocking chairs, but they, you know, they take a lot of skill, they take a lot of knowledge, and it, someone will pay well for it and take it home and put it in their home and be happy to look at it. And it's a piece of art, even if it's also a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how I think about, you know, like, the glass pieces. And I don't know if you want to bring, like, uh, little canvases or, or other things to the art show as well. But... <laughs> it's so easy for me to be like, well, obviously the stuff you make is art because it's the art. Uh, and then I would sit down with like my mug and be like, is this is this an art? <laughs> is is this mug an art thing? Um, or with with knitting or stuff. Do you know anything about like maybe specifically or more generally what kind of other artists I'm gonna say it uh, are gonna be at the art show thing? Oh, that's something I should definitely ask. Because, like, again, like, I don't know if it's a... Like, what's the level? Yeah. And I would, like, the idea of, oh, just bring your paintings instead. I don't really have that much right now because I Mm -hmm. haven't been painting for the past year because of where I am. I don't have a good place to wash brushes and do that kind of stuff. Um, Our outdoor water was off for all of the winter. Um, I am not washing oil paints in my sinks in my home. And... So it's like I have nothing new. The stuff that I have around that's kind of like left over from the craft, you know, stoop sale last year is all like my worst stuff. <laughs> like, the stuff that didn't like, get sold? <laughs> yeah. And then anything that like I love, 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 I'm not selling it, right? Because like I love it and I'm proud of it and I don't want it to leave yet. Um, I haven't made anything better, so it's not going anywhere. It's mine. <laughs> And so, like, I don't have um, painting stuff to sell. I'm focused, like, my whole studio right now is full of glass stuff. Like, it's, it is full on glass production going here. So I don't want to, like, stop and clean all that up to bring out all of my oil paints. Do you, do you think that part of your kind of reticence or, or uncertainty is the thing that we've talked about before of like reproducibility or or many of the same thing that like if it was an art you wouldn't have 
you know, four of the same um, heart hangings or four manatees or whatever. Like, Because I, I think that might be also something that makes it because when you talk about like it has to be it has to be unique, then it's not just mm-hmm. that it has to be unique from other people, but that maybe you feel like it has to be unique for you. So like there's only the one uh, giant castle from Beauty and the Beast out of glass. Don't do that. You'll do it yourself. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like if, if you make just this one and then it's an art piece, but if yeah. you can make several of it, then it's just a stuff. Yeah, that's what made me like kind of start gravitating towards like, sculpture so I started working on this idea that I have and because even if I end up making this thing this this art thing and I have it displayed at one of these craft shows art fairs um, it still feels like this might be even like a table centerpiece even if nobody buys it because I'm pretty sure I would have to price it pretty darn high for in order to like make anything from it at all or like to recoup cost and time because if you're thinking about like instead of door busters you have something that makes people go ooh, yeah so there's like little stuff that the like the reproducible stuff like you know heart hangings and and whales and things um and then there's also like these more sculptural artistic pieces so like using that piece as like not just only selling the more sculptural pieces but using it as like a a a stopgap like a a bridging the bridging the art to the craft in a way Mm -hmm. i don't know it's like my craft beard (laughs) like (laughs) like my craft beard into or would it be my art beard my art beard from like bearding my crafts right i my craft face and the the shieldy yeah no absolutely and like (laughs) it can be to just like sort of show off on your table that i'm an artist too but it is really hard when you feel that need to sort of you know either legitimize yourself or to show that like i understand that these things are not art which again i think they are i think i think your things are lovely and magical and i don't understand how i mean i can understand how you can do it because you're good at things but like i don't understand how it is a thing that people just do and make (laughs) And it's because, I mean, I definitely feel it because my things, you know, it's even it's it is very much like these are a useful thing because it can be easy to be like, well, this is an art, a art. You hang it on the wall or in in a a window and you look at it. It's a art. But a mug that like, you know, even a lot of times goes behind a door for most of its life in your home. Is that a art? Um, I don't know. And, like, I feel like your tentacle mugs are totally an art. Like, see, they're yeah, because so they're cool and beautiful and sculptural. Like, it's awesome. And after Do you feel I like did that's the... your is that your art beard? Is your tentacle mugs possibly like, the, the bridging like... the gap between an artistic expressive item to like your more useful production pieces, like a standard mug or a vase? Probably, but it's funny because I think of vases as more of an art thing, just because. Maybe because like they're not, you know, they're not useless. You use them as a vase, but they are more of just a decorative item. Like mm-hmm. you put you put a flower in it to make it to make your house pretty, you know. But like because when I did the the smashy ceramic stuff, I was like, I want to sell these. I wonder if I can sell these. I don't know why anyone else would want a weird art piece with smashed ceramics and poured resin. But it made me happy. It's called a mosaic. They have names for it. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's a 
Instead of concrete, you're using resin, which is really cool. Yeah, but it's kind of a sort of abstract mosaic because they're very far apart. But you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, mm. I would hang this. I'm going to hang it on my wall. I need to figure out a good way because I put it because it was originally going to be sort of like a tray or a, a, a trivet type thing. I put it mm-hmm. in this fairly heavy platter thing. So it weighs a lot now. <laughs> so I need to figure out a safe way to hang it. But I think it's, I, I think maybe it is so much easier to see other people's art and quantify it as art because we get in our own heads about like, well, obviously this is an art. Almost like, well, obviously it is an art because I made it. And if I could make it, it can't count. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like saying all of this out loud is actually helping some, you know, making me less nervous about it because you get so, or I do, most people do get so in their own head about this stuff and I was like I completely forgot other people (laughs) existed and will be at this art show like I was so focused on is my stuff good enough am I already enough uh do I have enough to put out you know the the panic what if I sell nothing what if I sell everything (laughs) yeah you know like there's uh those two sides of it and I was like oh there's gonna be like other people there like a distraction (laughs) and who even knows how many people will actually show up to this thing well I think also like it could be good for you even though like you haven't sold your glass stuff at a craft tour yet but you've sold at the sort of walk around craft tour walk Mm -hmm. thingy but like it'll give you i think maybe an interesting sort of either baseline or experience of like does does the feeling differ to you at these two things but also like even if it might be the same people who come to these things do they act differently react differently like how do people react to different things how do people talk about them because that could also be interesting like maybe one will be way more sort of just personable and cozy and the other one will be more art talky or they'll both be super cozy and super comfy because i've been at some things where i'm like oh no i am i am not at the right place and then i have an amazing time and i've been at stuff that should be wonderful and sold very little like you you never know I guess I also like in my mind when I think about like a patron of some sort or, or someone coming to like look at things, if they show up, I want to impress the coolest person, <laughs> you know, like I know that like it's okay. I don't want to insult anybody, which I probably will. I'm so I'm sorry already. But it's like what I make little sun catchers and stuff could so easily become a tchotchke mm-hmm. uh, and like end up in a tchotchke sudor. You know what I mean when I say yeah. tchotchke? And so like... I feel like it's so easy to be categorized as something like that. And even though I made it myself, I spent time on it, I designed it myself, like a stained glass bird is still a stained glass bird, right? Like it's it's still that thing. And I feel like if like an art person or arty person were to show up at this art fair or art sale thing uh, that they would look at my tchotchke, you know, stained glass bird and be like, why are you here? (laughs) You know, they would never say it to me, but they'd say it in their head. I kind of want to be able to like show something that someone like that would be like, oh, wow, that's cool. I think I think you have to because while I am sometimes very reticent to call myself an arty person in the artist sense, I am an arty judgy person. And I will say that if I saw glass stuff that someone had made i would be hecka impressed do you remember when you said like you like it because not a lot of people do it and it's not accessible to everyone that Mm -hmm. does also kind of go for like even if it's quote unquote just craft stuff which you know say what you will about that 
But I think if if I come to an art show or a craft show and someone has stained glass that they made and like maybe you should be super explicit about that with like a sign or have your tools there or something because it just seems so beyond what normal mortals (laughs) can do. It's not a thing that people do. So like even if you're an incredibly good painter, you could be like, well, there are several painters at this thing or ceramicists or whatever uh, or people who make screen prints or shirts or yarn or anything like a lot of those things are things that people understand and have Mm -hmm. like a relationship to in the sense that at least they probably know someone who does it even if they don't make it themselves but stained glass again as an arty person i'd be like wait 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 back up back up tell me everything you what in your house with your hands (laughs) i could show them all my bleeding cuts from my fingers (laughs) like I have lost a sense of touch. Like, I, I, I'm seriously, if I came in, I would be like, well, obviously, you know, my first thought might be if I saw it would be like, I wonder where she buys these because they're such a cool, rare thing. And if I understood that you had made them yourself. And remember, I go to a lot of craft fairs because I sell at a lot of craft fairs. I see mm-hmm. a lot of things. There's usually not more than... I've seen some stuff. (laughs) Oh, I have that too. But you know what I mean? Like, and it's not, it's not that often that I see something that is like very different and very impressive. Usually one, maybe two at, at each, each show. And not, not to take me as like the, the be all end all answer, but I think just like, it is a very rare, very uncommon, very cool craft for like, again, a regular mere mortal to do in their house and if i saw that you had you know not you had both designed and made them yourself i mean that is top top tier level cool i think i would be so impressed and that is also coming from someone who has bled a lot for a lot of different kinds of art so if also (laughs) people come in who are already also already people in the spectator sense i think they would also be impressed there. Well, thanks. You're doing it. Sign up. <laughs> no, I'm the worst. No, but I, I just, it's, I really do think that just off sort of novelty, it's cool, but then they're also very lovely pieces. I hope you know that. Oh, thank you. I try. I mean, like, but what, you know, when you have a bad day sometimes and you look at stuff, like, I made two more bees and they just didn't come out as good as like the first few. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, I can't even sell these online because I think I would feel like, bad i'm i'm almost i'm only gonna sell them in person because then it's like well what you see is what you get like <laughs> you know what you're buying and how i mess these up although i think if anyone looked at them they wouldn't really know that i messed them up only i know i messed them up i don't know it's still like it's just it's very vulnerable putting yourself out there and when i look at some of the stuff that i make sometimes i feel very impressed with myself and mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that like I'm very proud and it's very easy to put that stuff out there because I feel great about it. But then other things that I'm just like, I could give or take this, you know, like I could put this in the back of the closet forever and never want to look at it again. But it is still something like, could I sell this? Should I be embarrassed by selling this? There's all these internal questions. And I know I brought this up on the show multiple times and I never feel that way when I go to these type of events. I don't judge in that way i'm always impressed by anything that anyone is able to make and confidently put out there so i don't know it's it was it was a good 
thinking exercise, especially because I do feel like I need something on my table that is going to make me feel more arty Mm -hmm. than just bringing like all of my kind of standalone hanging sun catcher pieces. So I I have this big sculpture in mind. And do you want to talk about it or is it still fragile in your mind? Talk about it. (laughs) It's not fragile because it's I've already started it. So which feels great. Um, I started it yesterday and I'm uh, moving along with the first trial of it and and we're we're already pretty far into the podcast and i feel like it's probably another day's worth of a topic but the <laughs> idea of making tests of something and whenever i make a test of something if it doesn't come out great in the test i'm like well i'm i'm stuck at this I, i'm terrible oh, yeah, at this. Yeah, yeah. and you're like wait 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 throw away what this was, entire what was the point of the test <laughs> like, right, I'm, like, i'm the, the same way i'm tr- like that's for practice <laughs> yeah no it's that's right. hard because you're like Blah, what was the point? What is the point of anything? Right. If my practice doesn't come out as good as what my imagination thinks the final product should be, then I'm like, well, this is garbage. I'm never doing it again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't healthy or just, good. Why or... are we like this? <laughs> but so I am in the middle of the test. And so my idea, and again, this is another, uh, maybe this will just be a slightly longer episode. I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, it all connects. Um, And I really want to ask you about this. So my idea is um, I've seen people do these beautiful. All right. Let me back up a little bit more. I'm getting really into plants, like super into plants. Like Uh they're my new thing. I'm keeping so many of them alive right now. And they've been alive for months. And I'm really super proud of myself because I thought I was a plant murderer doomed for the rest of my life. But not true. (laughs) I learned how to take care of plants. I have some really cool hipster looking ones. I'm very into them. They're all alive and doing great. And my house is not full of bugs. So I feel like I'm really winning here. So when getting into plants now, like I'm absorbing a whole bunch of plant content. And I've seen people make a lot of art out of plants because plants are beautiful. And um, people make these paper plants that look super realistic, like really, really beautiful paper plant sculptures people do them in mini versions they do them in big versions all over the place so i was looking at these and i was like wow this is amazing i should make this because that's where my brain goes first as i'm sure your brain goes first like oh i want to make this (laughs) and i'm like no stop don't add anything else stop thinking about doing paper craft plants (laughs) yeah don't change over your entire studio again for another thing can you make these out of glass and i was like Yes, brain, I can make these out of glass. And so I'm going to try and make kind of like a glass plant sculpture. And now I'm actively very, very, very much trying to avoid looking at any like stained glass person doing anything like this. So please do not send me any links. Do not, I'm not just you, (laughs) everyone who's listening, um, anyone in my friend group, circle group family who might hear this, don't send me anything. Like I want to see nothing. Because I want to try and do this all on my own and have my own vision to it and not be swayed. So I'm trying to make like this glass sculpture of a plant to make it look like a plant. And my question is, I want to get like a ceramic pot to put it in. Um, I probably have to fill it with something like concrete or something to like hold (laughs) the plant and, you know, do some sort of decorative like stonage or dirt or something to hold it all in there. I haven't figured that part out yet. But with making like, glass leaves and everything if i bought the pot is that cheating i know it's probably i know it's not cheating i wouldn't i I would still feel like it's a little cheating (laughs) it's not cheating what you could do 
Is you could do a collaboration with your friend who makes pots, and then it's a collaborative was, art piece. I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up, but I'm like, ah, getting pots shipped from Sweden is this really <laughs> a good idea? Like this first I iteration. I sent stuff I mean, to like, the U.S. So, I mean, maybe like if I get really, um, if this becomes a thing. my artistic <laughs> expression of like I am making beautiful glass vinery, um, I will definitely want to collaborate with my pottery artist friend and (laughs) have that become a whole thing but for the first again focus test we're testing and trying things and not doing everything all at once (laughs) like just buying a you know ceramic pot is fine right oh absolutely how heavy do you think the the things will be um that is another like you know question for the testing because i have a whole bunch of different gauge wire to like hold them up i don't know how heavy it's going to be i don't know how how full of foliage like you know a few stems of some leaves that's going to be fine like people make um you know glass planter stakes all the time but i'm talking about like a thing you know yeah i want to go like go more boho like to to bring it down to have like a really matte finished um stoneware uh, round, uh-huh. no decorative vessel. Like I want the vessel to not take away from. Yeah, no, what I, de- I, I definitely made. don't think that's cheating because okay. if if you were to you know bring up a plant, unless you're me, you don't make your own pot for that plant. So <laughs> I don't think anybody would expect you to. Because uh, like I'm I'm bringing up some little cuttings now, and they are in small pots that I've made myself as are like you know an orchid and stuff. But that's because I'm me. <laughs> right. Like, and I'm talking to someone that is a lot like me. And it's like, my brain goes to places. It's like, well, did you really make the bread if you didn't grow the grain? Like, <laughs> oh, why do I think these things? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm someone who has applied to be part of a program where they send you flax seed so that I can grow flax this summer and then they'll teach me to do all the processing. So like, don't, <laughs> don't come to me for reasonableness. <laughs> and and Pontus was like, should we try to? Do you think we can grow enough wheat for bread? And I was like, I, no, no, I don't. And even if we could, it's a lot of work because you know we've been making a lot of bread over the past years. Like like a lot of people, mm-hmm. I've gotten really good at bread. And it, again, it's like, well, f- there are people for whom bread really is an art form. Like they experiment a ton. They do all these different things. And for me, it's a nice craft because it's fun. It's satisfying. And then at the end, you have bread. Yeah, how do you feel how do you feel now about the show? Oh, um, I feel better. I feel good. I feel like I still I need my beard. I need my big <laughs> plant sculpture beard. When um, when when is it if you wanna like roughly? Uh I think it's in July. Okay. So So it's you- it's like before the craft fair. So it's definitely gonna like truncate my production time. And uh, another like personal little asterisk, like now that people are starting to like see each other again because everyone's getting vaccinated and things I'm are so happening, so jealous. Um, I know. I'm sorry. We're you know we might end up having see family, yes, and, fam- <laughs> and family over. Um, and my studio here is a guest room, so I have to take everything down when people are over. And like, also, you can't be like, hey, I'm just going to be glassing for like 12 hours while you're visiting me. Um, (laughs) That's not really super viable. (laughs) you know. And so like, I'm worried that my production time as soon as school ends, and people are moving around the world again, it's going to be like cut down. And so that's why I'm still so like on the fence about saying yes, but I think I should still say yes. I think you should. And I think also because 
you know, at, at this point, I see that you do a lot of sort of batch ish making right of the things that are the same and i think yeah. that is also something that you you know you work your way up to it first you make small batches and then you learn how to figure out like can i do parallel batches of things when i'm working with different colors and not not that you should like try to super effectivize your your process but just like you know you you get better and faster both at the actual thing and the figuring out of the process yeah, like I, I love making the heart garlands. Like I can sit and make those all day. They make they make me so happy. I love the busy work. I love the repetition. It thrills me beyond belief. And that's why I think like making plants and stuff out of glass will be really cool because mm-hmm. I love the repetition of like I will make 10,000 leaves for like four days. Like I would just love that. And then the artistic like creative part would be, you know, putting them together and arranging them. And mm-hmm. so that feels appealing and you and it will become like a unique thing. Um, and picking the colors and all that stuff. And you have the sort of artistic part in the beginning of figuring out what the leaves are going to look like. And then you mm-hmm. have the make, 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 make Santa's workshop feeling, which I, mm-hmm. I'm i with you. I love sometimes that oh, feeling. God, so good. And then. So good. <laughs> and then you get the artistic part again. So I did um, this whole idea of, oh, I need to make things a little bit faster I did buy myself a new tool to um, amp up production and, and make things a little bit smoother for myself. Do so tell. I did throw a little bit of money at the problem in order to make things faster now that I have the idea of I have an art show I need to <laughs> make things for and a craft show to make things for. And I, I wanted to keep selling things online a little bit, but I have to cut one thing out. Otherwise, I'm never going to be able to keep up. Mm-hmm. But the thing I bought was a glass saw, so I don't have to grind out more than i need to because that takes so much longer than just cutting it i'm trying to picture a glass saw i will i will google it it's very weird because like it's not for like cutting everything because most of it you like score and break it there's a whole process it's actually very cool i love doing it i need to make some videos or something but again that takes time (laughs) all right i think we've covered this pretty well um yeah i i'm i'm happy for you and i'm glad that it sounds like you're 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 pulling a Julia and being. I'm afraid I don't want to do this. I'm going to do it now. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm very inspired by you every time we talk. So it's always helpful. Ditto. <laughs> um, you can go and find our show notes at relay.fm/makedo, and we are Make Do Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and our email is makedopod at gmail.com. You can find us individually at Tiff Arment and at Julia Scott S K O T T, and we will be back in a fortnight. And until then. Go make and do and make and do and make and do and make and do and make and do until you have enough stuff to sell. And, and say yes <laughs> to things if you want. Say yes to things. Send in your applications. And uh, and, and wear your protective gear. Yes, always. <laughs>